0: Check out the new PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. And next, we're brought to you by Prediction Strike. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes. Use promo code SGP and MMA to receive a free athlete share with your first deposit of $20 or more. And of course, before you start this episode, don't forget to download the SGPN app. It is your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. You can get it all right in the palm of your hand, but make sure to download it wherever it is you download apps.
1: Hello, ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 85. There's no good 85s out there really to, uh, to dedicate this episode to, so I'm going to dedicate it to the future World Series champion, Atlanta Braves, because this is not a jinx at all. My associate co-host, who's a huge Braves fan, does not believe in jinxes, and he thinks the Braves are going to sweep, and it's uh, just a formality, so it's, I'm not jinxing them at all, dedicating this episode to them. With, with only three more wins to go, right? Associate co-host who's not allowed to talk, right. He agrees. Uh, I would be your host, Jeff Fox. Hi, how you doing? This is not a baseball podcast, even though we do go off the rails sometimes and talk about other sports. This is an MMA podcast. We talk about betting on people fighting each other. How degenerate is that? Um, thank you. If it's the first time you found this podcast, thank you. Hopefully you found us on our feed, the MMA Gambling Podcast feed. That's where the podcasts drop first. Uh, then to go out in the SGPN feed a day or so later. So if you want to get in all our hot picks before the lines go crazy like they tend to do, at least for the Contender Series, then definitely make sure you subscribe to them the and Big Podcast. And while you're at it, be a buddy and give us a five-star review and tell us why I'm the greatest host and Dan's the greatest associate host in, in uh, the history of God's Green Earth. All right, that's uh. This is the show that we have so much jam-packed in it nowadays. We don't have time for these not this nonsense in the introductions. We're actually going to get right down to business here. And I'll uh, interview – not interview. I guess I do kind of interview him. I more interrogate him. Uh, he would be my associate co-host who I've mentioned – associate host, excuse me, take the co-out, who I've mentioned uh, already, who's definitely not nervous that I jinxed his team after all I've just said um we were calling him mr 80 percent but i think we have to crunch the numbers and make sure we can still call him that after last night um we call him the danimal because that's a funny name uh he goes by gumby sometimes we call him gumbo or gumball or barney gumbo sometimes we call him uh son of ichabod the bear whisperer um you can call him daniel Reland if you like some people call him daddy i think too at least a couple of people and uh that would be my
0: associate host Dan Friedland. Hello. Hey, thanks uh thanks for trying to jinx the brace. I hope you failed miserably. Also, I I think I take a little bit of offense to you being like I couldn't think of any eighty fives. It must be because you're Canadian and don't watch American football. Because like, no, I, I never looked for football numbers. Uh, every good tight end and like wide receiver is like yeah, number yeah, eighty five. Like you're missing like Antonio Gates and Kittle and in oh Chad Cinco literally had his name changed to oh. eight five. Yeah, but we'll,
1: <laughs> what do they? What have they done to uh, deserve to be um, uh, the podcast dedicated to them? Well, um, that i get the, it too. To jinxing, team, to
0: jinxing my team, my <laughs> team. No, they'll
1: do as good as my team did in the in the, um, in the uh, NBA Finals. Don't worry. Don't,
0: don't put that mojo on me. <laughs>
1: they, they'll get one more win, and then boom, they're done. I was going to dedicate it to Peter Klima. Do you remember Petra Klima, the hockey player? He was 85.
0: I don't remember Petra yeah, Klima. <laughs> he was in the 90s.
1: It was like you were a baby. Oh, actually, he yeah. started before you were a baby. You were negative when you started. But... <laughs> Anyhow. Out. Um. Yeah. I said, are you still Mister Eighty Percent? That's the thing. You, last night was not a disaster, but it wasn't. It actually was a money making enterprise, as Tuesday nights always are when when Dan's making picks for you. But uh, we're got. To, I think we're going to crunch numbers. Are you still hitting eighty percent on your Tuesday night contender series picks?
0: No, I'm a little bit under that, but I Ooh. um I so four four six. So we got sixty seven percent this last weekend, but a right. plus two plus two hundred underdog means the whole night wound up being yeah. like a $180 profit if a, my my quick math uh, did its uh, definitive justice, which is another nice winning week. Um,
1: oh,
0: that, I'm I meant overall.
1: Overall, are you still at 80 or not? Because I think you I, were I a probably, little above, I'd, probably a,
0: I'd probably be a little under. No, I was exactly 80, for oh, okay. at, least, okay. at least for the weeks that uh, we were talking about the incredible run. So yeah. uh, well, yep, I,
1: this, Hey, it still counts. So that was, you know. Four out of six last night. One of them was a robbery basically, or a stupid, stupid fighter move. Four you, you're talking about plus that plus
0: ridiculous takedown from uh, yes. Kui Huyiann? Kui, uh, Kui, Kui my Yep. God, what is she doing? Like, why what? would she?
1: Uh, why would she? Yeah. Shoot?
0: You're winning well, on the B. We'll, you look great. we through
1: the fights, yes. Yeah,
0: but it's just so <laughs> dumb. And Dan's then, anger
1: then, is making him jump ahead.
0: And then the other one that I missed too was an eye poke that they just. Yes, it's true. You have replay. It's right there. Just use yep. it. <laughs> it.
1: It was her deem, though. Come on. All right, so that's yeah. Since you're jumping right into it with with your anger, let's let's break it down. Last night's contender series, uh, did you watch the fights in between the pitches, or how how did you work things?
0: I um. Planetaries fan. So early in the early in the night, I had it on a like the first couple of fights, I had it on a like a a phone nearby that I kept just yeah. kept casually glancing down at. Uh, And then after some first inning heroics from the Braves, I turned it off completely and was like, screw this. I'll watch it tomorrow morning, Um, which is what I did. I watched it over my coffee this morning before heading into work.
1: But you already were spoiled in all the wins, weren't you?
0: Um, A couple of them. I mean, I, I guess I didn't see how the last three of them did. Yeah. Um, I like knew my guys had won because uh, it had been spoiled for me on Twitter. Because I'm, you know, in basking in the the glow of a Braves yeah. victory on Twitter, I needed to be on there somewhat. So I I did risk it being spoiled, and they were. Um, but like, yeah, I still went back to go see how those guys looked, and and all of them looked good. So the the picks looked good. Yep.
1: And who would have thought that the baseball game would would be the broken leg? Uh, sport, and the fighting wouldn't have no one break any legs.
0: Ooh, yeah, Charlie Morton. Also, like, badass as hell because he just pitched a whole nother he st- another 16 yeah. pitches. He pitched two more outs in that inning, and he went back out for the next one and struck out Jose Altuve before he was like, yo, my leg is it's freaking broken.
1: <laughs> <laughs> are they going to, not that this is a baseball podcast, but are they going to need him to win three more games, or can they do it without him?
0: Oh, uh, I think they could do it without him, but uh, I I don't predict such things. But uh, they <laughs> they would need they're going to need a little bit more luck than they would have if they had him.
1: Yeah, well, he would have been scheduled for what probably game four and game seven, possibly. If I think to. they
0: said I think they said the original plan was five and then relief and seven, if okay. need be. Yeah. yeah, the Braves aren't, aren't uh, ones we'll, we'll that want to wanna give you a, Yeah, the Braves aren't the type that like to go to those uh those crazy like quick turnaround guys. They like to give people rest.
1: Well, it won't go five, so we don't have to worry about that. Cause, uh, <laughs> they're sweeping. All right, let, let's get to the fights um, because we actually have for the first time in what a month, maybe a jam pack, even maybe even more than a month, a jam packed UFC card. When's the last awesome UFC card we've had? Like it's been a September, right? It's been over a bit. month. Yes, yes. So anyhow, we have a jam packed UFC card coming up. Um as we're speaking, PFL is on. We neglected to give uh, picks for that. And by the time you listen to this, it will have been over. So we're not going to give you picks for that now. Um, be a bunch you would have gotten,
0: so. gotten some if you, you joined our Slack yep. uh, and saw, saw an article that a, a, a host put in there.
1: Exactly. SGPN Slack. Make sure you get in there for whatever sport you're into. Or even if you're not into sports and you're just into food, the Food Channel is is jumping on there. Everyone putting uh, amazing meals that they made or amazing meals that they've had at restaurants or in Vegas and stuff like that. So whatever you're into. Um, but yeah, we're, we're talking specifically on the, the fight channel where our, um, a resident super fan, Jong lives. And he's always, uh, he, he has another question for this week for us. Um, he's getting very anti-Asian fighters, which, uh, I think I'm about to tell him off about, but, um, I think the last night's contender series really turned him off. Plus he lost money <laughs> in Korean, Korean fighters the week before. So I think he's getting, uh, Despite I believe he's korean American himself, I think he's he's getting down in his in his uh people, but nonetheless uh get we him the warned fight.
0: him about we warned him about the Korean fighters though
1: exactly we I know and we don't pick based on where they're from anyhow Well, we may have to start picking against Chinese performance center because those guys in gals have not look so hot, but all right, um let's get into er uh, week nine we started things off featherweight, as Dan predicted. Olivier Murad. They called him Olivier even though there's not an I there. It's Oliver in in our language, but I believe they're calling him Olivier Murad. He beat She Bin. Split decision. Neither of the men looked good at all. Um, Bin was getting torn, uh, picked apart. Like his head was whipping back on every time he got hit on the feet. Um, Desperately going for takedowns. He, He did get quite a few takedowns, but did nothing once he had, for the most part, did nothing once he had Murad down. Murad. Basically, couldn't stop the takedown and was pretty like sloppy and not that great looking on the feet striking either. So, um, he won but did not get a contract. Dan hit that one, that was a plus something, right?
0: Plus, uh, if you waited until the oh, line that was the big game, one came out, it was plus 212 or something like that, right before fight time. Um, but like if you were picking when we were um running odds, I think it was plus 130 um which is right yeah it's pretty crazy and then i yeah. picked him in to the line with the other way so maybe we don't have as much pull as we thought
1: yeah why i don't get why anyone would think ben was any good because yeah.
0: it's, it's because, because he's Lee got one fc behind him like oh, like right. people he's saw the one, one fc guy yeah people saw one fc and they're like i oh, must be good and i was like you know and i think i predicted by the way that neither of these guys could get contracts because i didn't think either of them were good yeah. um but like well, he, he didn't he stop someone else
1: coming up. <laughs> yeah, he, he was
0: just a guy who was like real skinny and like was is mostly dependent on just like takedowns and laying on people. By the way, I think the d- judge's decision was right on that one, and not just because yeah, I Marad. Like you yeah. got to do something with those takedowns to get points on him. You don't just like win a round for having a couple.
1: Yeah, those days are over. Yeah,
0: yeah, and it's probably for the better that they're over too, because that was yeah. like a ridiculous time in judging. But like now, it, it's great that like. At least two judges got this right. I guess maybe we shouldn't be tooting their horns too much because one of them got it wrong.
1: Yeah, that's true. I, wasn't it our friend Adelaide Bird, I believe, who got it wrong? Oh, I, God. I, think I said Bird. I didn't <laughs> I, even I that, that
0: makes perfect sense. <laughs>
1: exactly. All right, so that one, another guy looked good. Um, right guy won, but another guy looked good. Next, uh, lightweight Manuel Torres, not, not Miguel Angel Torres, and he did not fight like him and did not have hair like him. But anyhow, he beat Colton England and his problematic – uh, white assassin nickname. Uh TKO punches uh, uh England was your pick and he did not look no wait wait a minute you didn't pick England did yeah you did. Yeah England I did, did I picked it,
0: England. Yeah England he didn't look, England did I would say he look didn't good. look great but I will say like I, I think if we kept him in there without the eye poke, like who knows? Oh
1: that's right. That would yeah okay I'm getting this on my face. Yeah list.
0: yeah this is the this is the weird but, eye poke one in yeah, like
1: Torres they were locked up Torres Kind of against the fence, not really. Um, Torres pushed off clearly with his outstretched fingers into his eye. He signaled that he, uh, England being he, signaled that he got poked in the eye. Herb Deed did, Herb Deed did the classic Herb Dean, standing there like, huh? you know, like shrugging his shoulders type of move. And then England decided, you know, he's going to have a uh, hissy fit because, well, not hissy fit, but he was pouting because he got poked in the eye. And then he got punched a bunch of times instead and uh, ended up turtling up and losing. So, um. yeah, it was bad refereeing, plus you don't stop fighting just because you got poked in the eye. Easier for me to say, sitting so here, uh, on my fat butt, but still.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you, too. Like, you just don't show up like that. You got to at least protect yourself and try to fight out. I mean, like, unless his eye's really damaged, which didn't seem to be the case.
1: No, and Torres got a contract, which I don't agree with. Dana was giving him out like it was uh, Halloween. Um. Yeah, Torres shouldn't have got a contract off of that, right?
0: I don't think so, no.
1: Nope. And uh, next one, definitely shouldn't have got a contract. Women's Flyweight, Kareen Silva, Yan. Um, Yon looked amazing, like a little tank in there. Um, uh, she was just, just destroying Silva, um, taking her down and beating the crap out of her at will. And then she got a little uh, too gung-ho on her takedowns, got caught in a guillotine and tapped out in the second round. And for some reason, Silva got a contract, which is ridiculous because she is not good and was not good.
0: Yeah, I mean it's a great person to fade whenever she makes her UFC debut, which will probably be in a couple of weeks, based on how they're booking these guys.
1: Yeah, that is true. So Dan got that's why that's when I put in the slack. Uh oh, Dan's coming back to earth. He's becoming immortal this week. Cause that's and
0: then like, I just and then I just won three more in a row. Real quick.
1: Yeah, exactly. He was one and two, and then you got the next three right. So we're all as well. Next fight, um, Oren Kalen, who basically is he's UFC right? If you ask me, he with was a UFC move. He um, did, like, xenophobic uh, terrorist rants uh, against his opponent, which is totally UFC uh, trash talk style. Even Dana White says, you know, that's – that's he's, he has no problem with that. Um, he actually came out and said he has no problem with people calling each other terrorists that weigh in. So, anyhow, he uh, got the crap piece out of him and then submitted by – this guy deserved a contract. Jeve Bashrat looked uh, amazing in this fight. He totally just beat the tar out of uh, Kalan before um, – Mercifully tapping him out. Dan got this one right.
0: Yeah, and I think I I talked a lot before about how much I thought he was going to be a, a big deal too. Um and he he's legit. I, I'm excited to see whatever they do for him next.
1: Do you does it bother you that he's a terrorist and he's in the UFC now though?
0: What a fucking terrible <laughs> like that dude that dude also missed weight too, right? Uh,
1: that, uh, yeah, uh, uh, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, I mentioned that actually. Yes. Yeah. Cal- yeah, Cal- 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 UFC caliber, Cal- 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 perfect.
0: What a what man, I'm just glad he won't be around and won't get another shot. So Well so
1: Basharat, yeah, he looked horrible. He got destroyed. Uh Basharat's from what? Afghanistan? Is that why he's
0: He's originally young from now? Afghanistan, but he trains in England if I'm not mistaken.
1: And that makes you a terrorist because
0: Ah, uh, because I, don't know. I, I assume you're <laughs> really racist. I assume that's the okay. only only way that that works.
1: Yeah, I have friends from Afghanistan. I never thought they were terrorists. I should I should um, check twice. Then should I think is uh, isn't that where?
0: Yeah. Um, no, I'm not gonna say it because I'm gonna get it wrong. <laughs> okay, <laughs>
1: good. It,
0: no, no, I'll, is I'll, get, I'll, I'll say you, it. Isn't it, it, it. Is it where Paul Muhammad's originally from? Mm, May uh,
1: remember no, the name?
0: You mean? Yeah, yeah, I remembered his <laughs> name, but I couldn't remember where he was from. I
1: remembered his name <laughs> I'm not sure if
0: he's
1: I'm not sure if he's Afghani or not, but. Um, we do remember his name, though. I'm oh, picturing him with shades on, by the way. Now that you mention
0: him, yeah, <laughs> because you're remembering his name. Exactly. Oh, this man. is um,
1: this is what this podcast is all about. Long yeah, pauses, so. well, if someone looks up where a person's from on, on Wikipedia.
0: Yeah, that's what we're here for. <laughs> he, he might be from Palestine. Now that I think about it. Okay, I yeah. Can't, right. I can't right. find this anywhere, but.
1: I think he's Palestinian. You're right. One of
0: those, probably. One of those Middle Eastern countries. Anyway, continue.
1: Oh, are you going to call him a terrorist now too? Is that what you're getting at? He's no. trying to, are you trying to nope, disparage nope, me. Nope,
0: oh. nope, we don't call people pal- terrorists on this. It podcast. is Palestine, by the way. It is Palestine. I messed up. There you yeah, it's go.
1: Palestine. All right. Anyhow, so the, the right guy won, um, and he looked very good doing it. So yeah, he looks legit at the other weight. and he was fighting a guy who's well overweight, like four pounds overweight too. He he looks like he's ready to jump right in there, right?
0: Yeah, I, I'd love to see him against, like, you know, not the typical newcomer-newcomer matchup you see, but, like, yeah. somebody who's who's pretty decent in there. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I don't have names off the top of my head, but I'd like to see him fight somebody legitimate.
1: Yep. So there you go. Okay. Um main event, if you want to call it that. Bantamweight. Christian Quiones beat Long Zhao. Uh, Chao. Young Chao. Long Chao. He beat him straight. Thirty-two-seven, thirty-two-seven, 27 30 27, 30 twenty-seven. He's got crazy tattoos all the way up his neck, also, in case you wondered. And he got a contract. And Dan got this one right.
0: Yeah, not much to say. He was way better. Long Longshaw was really awful. Uh, okay, next, next yeah. one. <laughs> all right, no, actually, maybe
1: before we 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 move on, um, is it is it too much of a blanket statement saying that fighters from the Chinese UFC Performance Center aren't ready? For the UFC at this point, it seems uh, too small of a sample size because we, we, we've had them on the main UFC roster right? and those shows. We've had them on Contender Series, and I, mean, I don't think sam- one has impressed us really. The
0: sample size right now is about six, right? Yeah, um, but they all—it's
1: kind of almost—it's kind of like a pattern. They all kind of look the same.
0: Like, yeah, I, I, would say, not ready. I would say Wrong Zoo looked pretty good his last time out, though. Yeah. He just got a win, although it was on a short notice against the guy who doesn't belong in the UFC, UFC but <laughs> he's also fighting Nazi Baja Monday's next, which isn't going to go well for him at all. But, yeah. Um, yeah I'm, not like, saying, I'm not I'm saying not,
1: Chinese fighters in general, obviously. I'm saying people who were trained at, at the UFC Performance Center in China don't – they seem – I don't know if they're rushing them or, or what the deal is, but they seem like they're really not polished or well-rounded enough to, to make, uh, make a splash.
0: I think next week has a couple more of them, so we, yeah. we might just find yeah. out. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, we may have some betting opportunities there, right? Um, all right. Or maybe I'm just salty because uh, I still remember us losing on a bunch of those picks months and months ago. So. I mean, I think maybe we
0: almost—I think we took almost all of them, yeah. I think one. Yeah. Think a female maybe. one. Didn't? No, no, no. Uh Naliang was winning handily right. the whole time, and then blew it against Sarnia and Carnalosi because she got tired
1: yeah goodness gracious i don't want to sound like jong here and say that uh kick all the uh chinese fighters out of the ufc or anything like that so that's the type of stuff you get in our slack but it's all we're just joking around it's all in good fun. we're not going to kick anyone out we don't have that power even dana's not going to kick out people who call people terrorists so um middleweight main event gadzi omar gadziev uh submitted jancy silva four minutes 19 seconds dan got this one right as well and said this was going to be very well the the line at the uh, on the on the boards made it clear this this one should be a uh pretty easy victory and it definitely was and he got a contract not surprisingly
0: yeah jimsy silva uh one of the worst guys they had on the contender series i think they just liked that he had big knockout power um and he did not look good and got knee barred so i appreciate him letting us get that extra new kind of finish into the contender series
1: Right. Are you trying to say the UFC should kick all the Jansies out of, out of the organization? Is that what you're trying to Chris, tell
0: me? We're just, this, this episode is going to be subnamed blanket statements. <laughs> blanket
1: statements. All Jansies are out. Um. All right. So who impressed you the most last night? Basharat? Javi, Basharat. Yeah, Javi yeah.
0: Basharat. yeah. And it's not even close. Like no. Omar godzaev I, I think might actually be good. Um. But yeah. I like, I'd need to see him fight somebody. Whereas, Bajra battered the hell out of, like, an undefeated prospect uh, who was overweight and just made him look like he didn't belong in there. So, um, yeah, like, most most hyped on him.
1: So, as for contracts, probably, what, the first three, uh, the last three fights should have got the contracts and that's it, right? Like Silva and Torres, come on. Um,
0: I, uh, I, I mean, like, Not Silva. I, I guess it... I guess if you really, definitely not Silva. I guess if you liked what you saw from Torres before the eye poke, which is possible, um, it it wasn't like a clear cut fight. I think I probably would have brought him back for a fight, um, yeah. in some capacity, and then given the other three contracts. But yeah, I would not have given Silva that fight. She's gonna just get murdered by whoever in the. She did already. <laughs> yeah, like like she. Yeah, it's not good. Um, yeah. so put her with any striker at 125 pounds in the UFC, and she gets battered.
1: Um, hopefully, um, Queewee yawn gets another shot because she looked, uh, pretty scary in there. Uh, she is like, like I said, a tank in a good way. Like she was super powerful and aggressive. She just maybe a little too aggressive, perhaps.
0: Yeah. Just, uh, just one bad move away from probably having a contract in her own right.
1: Yeah. Small for like tiny for a, uh, a flyweight though, but. Like not not uh she's like so muscular I couldn't see her in any other weight class but she's not not too tall. All right, anyone that we should jump on for week ten before? Like, uh First of all, the odds didn't really seem to go too crazy this week, right? Did I didn't notice any at least that. Marad went
0: so Marad went way up, um, which I thought okay. was kind of crazy. Right. Uh, I thought That's I, nice I actually predicted that that line would go the opposite way. Um, I thought Basharat <laughs> might get better odds, but he didn't. It wound up being pretty similar. Um, so yeah, uh, eyes on, uh, the fact that maybe they're just getting better at lining things.
1: Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. All right. Anyone that people should jump on for, I'm sorry to say the last week of Contender Series. I'm sorry to say for many reasons is Dan's making everyone a lot of money. First of all, and this uh, actually gives Dan some, some self-esteem because, (sighs) With the regular UFC picks, he's getting beat by me, who I feel like I'm, I'm a fraud. And I don't know what I'm talking about yet. I'm destroying <laughs> Dan. So I don't know what that says. But, uh, so it's making a lot of people out of money. It's good for Dan's self esteem, and it gives us actually something to talk about other than, like, I don't know, um, backstories about your, your grandfather and middle and <laughs> names and, and stuff like that. Even though that, that stuff is entertaining, but um, that, that stuff has to be the, the icing on the cake. It can't be the actual cake. So I don't know what we're going to talk about after uh, next week. We may have to start talking about other promotions. But anyhow, getting to my question: anybody that people should jump on, and what are good lines for for some of these fights coming up? Any you anyone?
0: You know, I'm actually going to hold off on that. Uh, I don't okay. have a lot of advice to give right now because three of the five fights are going to contain a Chinese fighter that I have to do research on because right. uh, they, they are just not easy to get film on. Um, one of the other ones, which I'm really looking forward to is a uh, welterweight contest between Yohan Lionessi and Justin Berwinson. Uh, I like both of them. Both of them just recently came out and beat guys who I was pretty high on. Justin Berwinson beat uh, David Baer, who is a French guy who fights in cage warriors and uh, Lionessi had beaten Evan Cuts in CFFC. Um, so, like, both of them went out there and beat guys who I was kind of big on. I'm not sure which one I'm more, like, impressed with that they beat my guy, but uh, it, it's enough that I have to, like, think about it a little bit longer in the style before I'm I'm telling you to jump on it. And then the other one, uh, you know, there's uh, this unknown Hawaiian guy who I don't know much about is Kanan Um You know, like, Hawaiian guys are usually pretty damn tough. He's six foot and featherweight. Um, so that's like interesting. Statements. But, um, you know, he lost to Chase Hooper back on Contender Series, and for the life of me, I can't remember how that looked. Uh, so i got to go back and rewatch that, and until I'm, uh, you know, ready to, to go all in on it. Uh, yeah, there's another blanket statement. Um, <laughs> until I'm ready to go all in on it, I- I'm going to hold off on telling you to get on any of these lines early. Maybe you're just going to have to wait and listen to us on Sunday.
1: Oh, listen to that. Dan's teasing you. Um, there are some amazing names on this card. It's going to be just a disaster. I'm not even going to – I'm not going to try to pronounce any of them now. I'm pumped for you to try
0: the ones on on UFC 267. I think UFC 267 is going to to cause you some sweats.
1: (laughs) Mm, Most of them I know, which helps. Well, you would think it helps. I haven't still said them out loud in my brain. I think, yeah, I know how to say that, but we'll see when I actually say them out loud in a couple minutes. How's that for another tease? All right, we should get down to the nitty-gritty. Yeah, well, I hope you're brainstorming on what we're gonna do when uh, after Contender series is, is done because that's uh, that's what people come here for now dan
0: yeah i mean, I'm sure we'll find something
1: we have to find another money making scheme that's the thing we can we can pick another organization that's be one that we can make money on that's that's, that's the key ah, The key okay. here was you was your brains making all the money for everyone that was the key yeah um
0: they come here they, for me so you that's fine they'll keep they'll keep coming
1: um they all should you all should keep going to win bet also that's uh, speaking of winning money go to WinBet. ready to win money and boost your odds win bet is now live in arizona colorado indiana michigan ten, new jersey tennessee and virginia we're bringing the excitement of win las vegas to online sports betting casino play exclusive rewards right at your fingertips getting all your favorite teams players and sports for nfl nba mlb nhl golf mma WNBA, culture football and more WinBet bet has some brand new bonuses new users can bet a dollar to win 100 on any sport Plus, you can get up to a $1,500 as a free bet on WinBet if you make a first deposit of $20 or more. Whatever your first wager is, WinBet will match it 200%. So, for example, here's the math for that, ladies and gentlemen. I'm assuming ladies listen to us still. Uh, you bet $100, you'll get a $200 free bet. Max wager, max wager, max wager match. Yes, that makes sense. Max wager match is $750 bucks. They will match it up to $1,500 bucks. Uh, I want to give some examples of what we'll use the bonus on. Dan is going to bet that the Braves are going to sweep the World Series with your uh, bonus money there, right?
0: I don't ever talk about betting <laughs> on the Braves. <laughs>
1: You're totally. And I imagine ladies listen to us. Over, under on number of women that listen to us on an average episode, Dan. Uh,
0: two point, I'll go 2.5 is the over, under.
1: Point, okay, how about not related to us?
0: 1.5. <laughs> okay,
1: there we go. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. For Booster is to live in-game odds in every major sport, we have what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-fee $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, bet win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Another blanket statement, women do not listen to us. So hopefully women do listen to us and they're not offended by us thinking that you don't listen to us. Um, only the cool chicks would listen to this podcast. All right. UFC267, Dan, says it's coming up. And I agree because Wikipedia says it is. It is Blaikovitz versus Texera or Shira or Tex. Um, what's so funny, Dan? This we're, first name is Glover. We're, we're Glover still the,
0: We're still on the main event and just it's mentioning true. the names and you're already butchering them.
1: <laughs> Blaikovitz and Shiera. Bl-
0: Blaikovitz. Bl- oh yes,
1: yeah, right. It's Blaikovitz. It's right. Yeah. Yes and like
0: Texera.
1: <laughs> Didn't Texera beat you beat your Braves in the World Series, Dan, back in the nineties? Or was he uh, not the no Etihad? no the he was on
0: the he was on the Braves for one of our runs.
1: Wow, oh, um, really? Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: All right, this one's going down Saturday from the Etihad Arena in Abu Dhabi. They're not pretending it's Fight Island anymore. It's uh, Abu Dhabi, they say now, UAE, United Arab Emirates. Uh, this is listed as a it's like numbered like a pay-per-view but it is not it's the best kind of pay-per-view one that you don't have to actually pay for it is on espn plus which is lovely i think the main reason is well they get a ton of money i think from uae for hosting events there so that's probably the main reason but also they host it at uh, a time uh, appropriate for people to watch it in the arena there uh, because they're making a buttload of money from them so this will be if you're on the East Coast, an afternoon card. West Coast, early morning card. Uh, prelims, 10.30 a.m. on ESPN+. Plus. Main card, 2 p.m. on Eastern on ESPN+. Plus. And, and you don't want to miss the prelims because there's some fantastic fights in the prelims as well. We're talking, what, 16, 15 fights, right? Yeah, 15 fight card. How did you find uh, picking the picking the winners for this one? Any blanket of, statements on this blanket statement episode?
0: Uh, a lot of close ones. Um, but there yeah. there are some some underdogs and some lines I really like. So
1: yeah, I thought I wasn't going with too many dogs, but I ended up with with a few. Including I got a big one. Do You have a big one coming up. I have a big one.
0: I I have a big one. I actually or, think I actually think I have two big ones, and I think yeah. one of them is your big one.
1: I uh, prob I'm thinking probably because uh, it, it, I don't know why it's so big because there's a clear path to victory. But enough enough dancing around things. Let's get right down to it. Um, I think we're getting a little. Yeah, you hit. We hit a big dog at the UFC. Plus, you hit a big dog last night. So I think, I think we're, either we're getting cocky or or we're on a nice hot big dog run here. So let's find out. We'll start with flyweights. Tagir Ulambekov versus Alan Nascimento. How's that, Dan? Tagir, I think it is actually.
0: No, you. I think you had it right. I think it was Tagir. Is it a hard G? Tagir Ulambekov.
1: All right. Do you know Nascimento's nickname is Puro Oso?
0: Yeah, I think I used to know what that meant when he was on Contender here years back. What's, but I what's can't pure? Remember. Pure means strong. Uh, pure. so
1: is bone? I guess pure bone.
0: Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. you didn't know that? I did not.
1: All right. Well, let's tell you about Mr. Nascimento. Flyweights, first of all, so the starting things off with a bang, cause, um, we expect good big things out of flyweights always, and we usually get it. Uh, he is eighteen to five, two knockouts, thirteen submissions. So we have a path to victory there for him. He's never been finished in a fight. This will be his UFC debut. As Dan mentioned, he was in the contender series where he lost. Who did he lose to again? Do you remember? Ra-
0: Raul Ampire.
1: Right. Okay. Uh, he's won one straight fight to get into the UFC uh, via submission. Why, why do you get picked up off of one win? This isn't the short-notice one either, they, is it?
0: They had they their eye on him for a really long time. Yeah. Um, I, I think when they put him on contender series against Raul Piva they they assumed he would beat him, and then were right. just going to pick him up. Um, And, I mean, Paiva has now moved up a weight class and is ranked. So, like, yeah. I mean, I mean like, that, that is just some wild matchmaking, thinking he was going to beat Paiva.
1: Yeah. Anyhow, he lost the contender series. He was in Ryzen, uh, the Japanese promotion for a fight, and lost that. Two inches taller than Ulymbekov. Uh He's only had one fight where we have stats for it because it was in the uh, Contender Series, but he was twice more active striking than Ulimbekov in that fight, but we're talking one fight for each guy. So very small sample size. Uh, he's at plus 260. So there's there's a big dog. Could this be Dan? Let's find out. Uh, Bekov, 13-1. and one, Two knockouts, six submissions. He's never been finished in a fight. He's 1-0 in the UFC. That was for, His win was way back in October of 2020, so... Over a year now, he's won four straight fights, grappling stats in his favor, but once again, the smallest sample size is one fight. Minus 350, I'm not taking the dog. I'm going with minus 350, Ulan uh, off here.
0: Yeah, I'm going with Ulan Bekoff, too. Look, he, he's just like a, a more technical striker. I also think he's the better wrestler. So while, I, you, you know, you mentioned there's a path to victory there for Olamacimento. It, <laughs> it could be his submission skills. I, I think his submission skills, first of all, are good off of his back, but not against somebody who's as good defensively as Tagir Olamikov. Um And also, like, I think Tagir decides if it goes to the ground, and I think he's better on the feet. So he he's kind of got that, like, traditional uh, Eastern European guy thing where he's going to just, like, throw hands with you as long as it's, it's still working out for him. And then when it's not, he's going to wrestle you. And in this case, I, I think he's got an advantage in the wrestling, so I think he will be fine there. And he's the type of guy who will just uh, stay safe enough on top. Let's say that.
1: There you go. Uh, decision? Victory, probably?
0: Um, You know, I, I just got done doing the prelim primer, which, by the way, you guys should listen to. I, I officially predicted that he would win by decision in that fight, Um, but my co-host uh, decided to go out on a limb and say that he thought that he could get a submission, and I would say it's not the worst pick I've seen. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he got a submission, too, but I – Officially, I'm going with yeah Decision.
1: Spoiler alert, I am not the co-host he's speaking of, so there's no reason to listen this week to the I, prelim primer. Moving on.
0: <laughs> right? Look, I mean, you're right. Uh, you're, you're, not not you're not the GOAT. You're not the GOAT.
1: Lightweight. Demir Ismagulov. Magomed Mustafav. Mustafev. He's a sniper. Um, Ismagulov is nothing. Um, the sniper, Mustafev is... Mustafayab it probably is, right?
0: It's Mustafayab. You're right.
1: See? I always get it eventually if I fumble around and you snicker in the background and not help me out ever. Uh, Lightweights. That's a blanket statement on Dan. Uh, he's 14-3. <laughs> 10 knockouts, 4 smashes, so everything is a finish for this man. 3-2 and two in the UFC. He's gone loss-win-loss loss over his last three. So the last one would be a loss, but that was back in February of 2020. He has been out for a while. He used to fight at welterweight and middleweight. Um, this one's down at Lightweight. Grappling stats in his favor, plus 205, is Magula of 20 and 1. Nine knockouts, one submission, never been finished in a fight, 4 0 in the UFC. Previous to this, he was the M1 champ over in Russia. He's won 15 straight fights. Uh, he has missed weight in the past, so that's something to keep in mind. You may want to wait to weigh in, see how he looks, make sure he makes weight. you plan on betting him or even against him, uh, 2 inches taller, 3 inches of reach, 3 years younger, striking and active striking stats in his favor. Um, Active striking meaning that he lands more strikes per minute or per fight, however you want to think of it. And then uh, Mustafa does. He's at minus two seventy. Who you got here?
0: I'm gonna go with Demiras Mugulov. Um, I think he's a better striker. Um, it's, it's kind of similar to the last one where Mustafayev, um, like Nasimento, has some some avenues to victory. Like he can just get wild and throw knockout stuff, and he's got to win over Rafael Fiziev through that. Um, but like I, I think. in the same vein as Tkiru Lombokov, he's sort of a guy who just will compete with you on the feet, and then if he feels like it's not working as much as he'd like it to, can just turn this into the most dull fight you've ever watched. Um, And while maybe that's not the best advertisement to watch this fight, it is a really good reason to pick uh, Demiris Magulov, and I actually think the numbers you're seeing him at right now are, are pretty reasonable if you're looking to bet on him. Negative 245 is a good number.
1: And then there is all the more reason to watch the fight, whether it's boring or not. Um, so I'm picking him also, by the way. Sorry, I uh, forgot to mention that. So that's two for two for us. I have a feeling we're going to go three for three with our picks. The next one, middleweights, Hugh Yao Zhang um, versus Andre Petrosky. Um, Yao Zhang, Totoro is his nickname, which I think I looked it up. It's some character. It's an Asian like cartoon from the 80s, I think. That's the main character's name in it. Do you know anything about this Totoro nonsense, Dan?
0: I, I do not.
1: Your kids are, aren't into Totoro?
0: They are. They are apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: from three decades ago from uh, from China, they're not into it. It's surprising. Um, weird. weird. <laughs> yeah, it is weird. What are you doing? you, you uh sheltering these kids. God. Um, to, Totoro is three and two, so he is very experienced, this man. Two knockouts, one submission. <laughs> Um, 0 and two in the UFC. He has not fought since November 2018. Three inches of height over Petroski. Four years younger. The more active striker of the two men, but small sample size for these guys. Plus 185. Is he a performance center guy or not? Because he's been around I, a long time. Maybe not. I right? think
0: he might. I think he might even predate the performance. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like he, he was in the UFC a long time ago. So yeah, I, I don't think so. How but did he get UFC?
1: Was he on the – didn't he have an
0: ultimate fighter? I'm pretty Asian sure. One? If, if I'm not mistaken, I think he debuted on that, Fritz um, that, uh, Francis Ngannou uh, Curtis Blades card in China, and they just needed, right, like, okay. a fighter on short notice, and he made the okay. most sense.
1: Um, Three and know yeah. Three and zero, put that guy in UFC.
0: Yeah, three three and zero, and like he's willing to step in on no time. Um, <laughs> why, why not? Why not take a uh, run at him? And then he lost a couple of times, and just keeps moving well, one weight class down.
1: <laughs> yep,
0: That's
1: wild always, always <laughs> a smart thing to do. And he hasn't fought in three years now, basically. Um, all right, I'll tell you Petrowski stuff, and then we'll tell you why we're obviously picking him. Uh, he's six and one, four knockouts, two submissions. So everything's a finish for him. One and zero. In the UFC, he took uh his that was short notice, right? The fight he took? Or was it not? Yeah, yeah, it was very yeah, it was short. short notice. Right. But for yeah. both
0: for both fighters, they needed an extra fight to fill out a card.
1: Right. Uh he was on the Ultimate Fighter where he was the top he was the top pick, right? He was the number one guy.
0: Um or not. I didn't watch yes. the show. Yes. I think, he, I think you were telling me that. Was. Yes, I believe uh, so.
1: He went one on one, won his first round and then lost the second round in the Ultimate Fighter House. He's taken this fight on short notice as well. That's that's his thing. He's got an inch of reach on Yao Zhang. Striking stats in his favor. Grappling stats in his favor. Minus 240. Obviously, we're taking Petrovsky.
0: Yeah, I, I would say obviously. I do worry. So uh, he's not going to be my lock or anything. And I'll, I'll say it this way because I think he's got a lot of potential. I was a little bit worried about his gas tank coming off the show. He didn't do enough to assuage those concerns his last time out yeah um thank you i I do have a degree in english um so like he didn't do a lot to make me feel better um if that that dumbs it down better for uh for people um he, he didn't make me feel a lot better about it last time he he looked better than he did in the ultimate fighter but not much better I would have liked to have seen him with a full training camp to have him work on some of that. But uh, here we are again. So I, I do think he's going to win because I don't have a lot of faith in Hu Yavzong. But I do question, you know, like whether or not he's going to be able to go three hard.
1: I have a degree in economics, which is why I'm perfectly um, perfectly qualified to host a podcast, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, everybody's qualified to host a podcast. Exactly.
1: I'm, I'm using my uh, economics um, degree to to its fullest for sure um all right before we move on so it's three for three with dan let's see if we make it four for four let me i have a feeling the next one may be the one where we what we are thinking this thinking alike once again but let's let's find out first prop swap brought we are brought to you by prop swap america's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets mlb playoffs are in full swing and dan says Atlanta's is going to sweep and prop swap is your home for your best world series futures all season long prop swappers have been fighting the best odds in the country because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will double it up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. If you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. Every ticket purchase on PropSwap can be resold at any time, so your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money, it just needs to improve. Thousands of bettors across the country are shopping for tickets on PropSwap every day. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap where America buys as well sports bets. If Atlanta loses tonight, it's my fault. Is that what we're going with now?
0: I mean, it's always been that. <laughs> okay, good.
1: Nothing's changed. All right, featherweights. Makwan Amirakani versus Laroni Murphy. Murphy is the miracle. Amirakani is Mr. Finland because he is won Mr. Finland at one point. Um, all right, Mr. Finland, 16-6, and six, one knockout, 11 submissions. Six and four in the UFC. He's only won one of his last... Four. he's lost two straight fights do you remember when he was a big deal Dan back when he was first starting out in the UFC
0: yeah he won five or six at a point I believe
1: Yeah. Yeah. he's on a bit of a skid you could say Um, he used to fight at featherweight he used to be a boxer he also is a wrestling champion he's got an inch of height on Murphy grappling stats in his favor plus 260 Murphy the miracle 10-0 and 1 with six knockouts 2-0 and 1 in the UFC he's won his last two fights he's taken this on short notice he was the FCC champ. Do you know what the FCC is, Dan?
0: I don't, actually. <laughs>
1: I'm going to actually look it up because I didn't write down exactly what it was. It is Full Contact Contender. Have you ever watched Full Contact Contender, Dan?
0: I don't think so. Not my I think it's from regulation. England. And
1: it was from England, and he was, he was their featherweight champion. So it tells you what type of league we're talking about. Dan has never heard of it nor seen it. Um, what else can I tell you? I told you you used to fight at... Oh, you also used to fight you Used to fight at lightweight, actually. Um, This one is at featherweight. Um, No. Yes. This one's at lightweight. So why did I write down you used to fight at lightweight? Hmm. Interesting. Maybe you used to fight at... This one's at featherweight. <laughs> You're just going to let me fumble around here. Yeah. I'm, I'm, at, I'm pretty sure it's at featherweight, but you This fight's at it. featherweight. So, of course, Amirakani used to fight at featherweight. No, I think you... Did Amirakani fight at... Another weight class before. That's what I I'm going to I don't
0: believe so. I believe he's always going okay.
1: to. Is everyone confused now? Probably. Um, featherweight fight. Murphy used to fight at lightweight. How about that? Uh, he's got an inch of reach on Americani, Three years younger. Strike is set in his favor. Plus, he's twice more active landing strikes. Minus 350. Despite all this, Americani is my dog, Dan. Very yeah, clear path to victory. Murphy was, is n- not good at wrestling.
0: He he was mine too. Um and, and yeah, the, the wrestling thing is a little bit of it. I will say, as a caveat, I am a little bit worried about Amir Khan's game planning. Uh, I'm a little bit worried right. about his ability to keep people down because sometimes he yep. really likes digging for those submissions and like yep. just absolutely lets a guy get up. Um, but at 260, I think you got to take a stab at it. Uh, the the path is clear enough. It's an interesting enough dog. I, I think you got to go for it. Is this an
1: SBG? Um, issue, Dan, people seem to go there and get worse, or have bad game planning at the very least, and that's where American is
0: out of now, I believe. I mean, if you're going to blame him, them for <laughs> winning him, like, giving them credit for what he was before, right? And he does yeah. have amazing submission skills, so...
1: Yes. Hopefully, yeah. he puts them on display uh, this weekend, but yeah, this one, I think when you have a clearer path to victory as this, um, why not make a stab at it? Plus 260 is, is a nice payday, so... um all right. Moving on. Light heavyweights. Michael Olekshiok versus Shamil Gamza- Gamzatov. Now, Dan's going to say both the names for us. Go ahead.
0: Michael Oshay-Zak. Yeah. and you then go, Shamil Gam- Gamzatov.
1: There you go. There you go. Do um, you know that um, Mikhail is Lord? I don't know. He's Lord. Um, Gamzatov does not have a nickname, so we'll just call him Shamil. Um Olashay Chuck, 15-4, one no contest, 10 knockouts, one submission. He's been subbed three times in his career, so three out of the four losses are via submission. Gamzatop does have some submission wins, too, so that's something of note. He's 3-2-1 in the UFC, won his last fight. He was the TFL champion. Dan, TFL.
0: No, no clue. No this clue. Is, this, that's, is a, this is an episode that's stumping me on bad regional. Exactly. Throws.
1: You you mean you've never watched Thunderstrike Fight League, Dan? <laughs> that's,
0: you, that's the most no? regional That's the most Eastern European ass sounding regional. <laughs> Thunderstrike. <fight league.
1: laughs> exactly. Uh, he was the light heavyweight champion there. He defended his belt three times. Uh, Thunderfight sure. was in Poland. It looks like yes. Um, yeah, fantastic name. Um, all right. So he was a champ there, so that's to—that's nothing to sneeze at. Uh, what else can I tell you? Used to fight at middleweight. This one's up at light heavyweight. I got the weight classes correct for this one. He's five years younger than Gamzatov. Striking and active striking stats in his favor. Grappling stats in his favor. Plus 125. Gamzatov, 14-0. Five knockouts, five submissions. Very well-rounded gentleman. 1-0 and 0 in the UFC. His last fight was way back in November 2019. Do you know why he's been out? Is it a COVID thing?
0: I he think it's just the thing. difficulty traveling yeah
1: okay he was in pfl also where he's two and o, and before that wsof the precursor to pfl where he's one to know used to fight at middleweight also he also used to fight at heavyweight so this is right in the middle there two inches of height two inches of reach over all uh, oh o- o- um o- dan don't laugh uh gamzatov's a grappling champ also uh minus 155 i'll let you pick first here
0: I'm going to take Michael Oloshezak here. Um, Guess what? To... So am I. Yeah, oh, look at that. Man. Look at that. Dog, dog in a row. Um, and, okay. and I like Oloshezak here because of the complicitness of, of Gamzatov. He just seems to be not very active. And I, I mean that in both his, his UFC fight and when he was with PFL. I, I just think he doesn't push enough, and he's up against the guy. And, and, and I don't also think he has very great finishing ability, but he's up against against the guy who I don't necessarily think will finish him, but I think we'll um, push and push and push nonstop and we'll look better on the digit scorecards. Um, and yeah. I also yeah. I also have questions on Gamzatov's uh, cardio. I, I don't think it's good. Um, so, yeah, I, I actually really like Ola Shaysuk as a pick.
1: And if he's getting hit a lot, his cardio is going to be even worse than it normally is. So, yeah, we're, we're both in on that. So, boring, boring, boring. Let's see. I don't think we're going to probably change um change this streak here either but let's move on to weights. lazio zaleski dos santos versus benoit saint denis um saint denis is the god of war and, and dos santos is Capuera, Capuera, capoeira. capoeira
0: capoeira capoeira
1: capoeira 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 do you know much about Saint Denis before I go into all his stuff? He is a de- debut debuting a fighter on the. the I West.
0: I know I know a lot about Saint Denis. Oh,
1: okay, good. <laughs> I will give you his info, and then Dan will tell us everything he knows about him. Do you know his reach? I think you don't know his reach, though, do you? And not
0: off the top of my head, nope. no. Neither do. No.
1: Yeah, I couldn't find it anywhere, so I can't give you reach info here. But reach, actually, let me give you some stats on that reach you probably would think it's a bigger factor than it is 53% fighter with the reach advantage over the past few years has only won 53% of the time. So it's probably a thing that we probably lean on or maybe not us because we know the stats, but I think might maybe something that people lean on too much. They think it reaches, reaches a uh, determining factor It's really not. It's almost a coin flip when it comes right down to it.
0: I think it, right. it really matters hmm. about the intent of the fighter and the style yep. of fighting. Yep. Um, because like when, when you look at those numbers, if, if you're looking at like a pure striking matchup, I bet you that skews a little bit sure. more heavily. Whereas, you know, if you're looking at a grappling matchup, it, it's probably a, you know, an absolute crapshoot.
1: Like last week, um, what's her name? That girl that I got right and you got wrong. Tabitha the Ricci. Yeah. Ricci had like, what? She was down like eight inches of reach or something, but. Yeah. It matter,
0: so, yeah. No, Cause she, cause they weren't far apart from each other. At any exactly. Goal. Exactly. Anyhow.
1: I don't know St. Denis' reach. He could have NBA player arms for all I know. But he's 8-0. I know that with one no contest. One knockout, seven submissions. So he is a finisher. Nine years younger than Dos Santos, plus 180. That's all I got. Dan's going to fill in the rest in a sec. Um, Dos Santos, 22-7. 14 knockouts, three submissions. Eight and three in the UFC. He's gone loss, win, loss over his last three fights. Last fight was a loss. That was back in July of 2020. He was the jungle fight champ, which Dan does know jungle fight. I'm sure he's watched plenty of jungle fight in Brazil. He's a minus two thirty. All right, fill us in on St. Denis and then we'll, we'll figure out who we're picking here.
0: So St. Denis comes to the UFC from Brave CF, uh, which is one of the best Middle Eastern promotions right now, um, where he just absolutely dominated a lot of his competition, including some pretty good guys like Luan Santiago, who um, has fought some UFC guys and was their champ for a little while. So like, he, he has some really high-quality wins. He's also not been fighting in, in pro MMA all that long. If you go back and look at his record, you know, you mentioned 8-0, which sounds like a, you know, a reasonable size record. He made his pro debut in February of 2019. So all of those wins come from February 2019 and on. So he's working at a pretty quick rate. Um, and some of that is because he was a judo guy growing up, and then uh, he was in the French Special Forces um, kind of got away from MMA and then just decided after he was out of the French Special Forces to just start punching people in the face again. And he's damn good at it. Um, I'm actually going with him as an underdog here against Eliza Zaleski Dos Santos. Uh, I like the number. I also think Dos Santos has had a little bit of trouble with people who can out-grapple him. And St. Denis is a guy who's got some pretty good wrestling, and I really love his top-control game. Um, it, it reminds me a little bit of like Petroski, who, who is, you know, he's got that um, – that wrestler grappler style with like good head and arm jokes. you see that out of Saint Denis so i, I think there's a good possibility that he works uh like Dos Santos that way
1: and uh, he's not one of these guys who have padded the record with cans looking at uh his his opponent's records 0 and 0 was his first fight uh then he went 4 and 0 2 and 0 then 7 and 1 9 5 and 1 38 and 34 13 and 4 15 and 4 6 and 2 so he's fought good fighters uh, all the way up so that, uh, I'm going with the dog also. It's, he's definitely worth the dog money to hear. Um, like I said, not a pad of record. Um, far younger fighter. Let's let's uh, go with that's three straight dogs for us. Holy moly.
0: That's, that's Holy a lot of money. dogs Obviously. in a row, yeah.
1: That's yep, a lot of dogs in a row. We're pushing our luck here. All right, middleweights. Albert Durayev, who you may remember from the Contender Series a few weeks back, versus Roman Kopilov. Durayev's nickname is Machete. Um... Kapilov does not have a nickname, so Kapilov will go first. Uh, he's 8-1 and one with seven knockouts. 0-1 the UFC. He got subbed in his lone UFC fight, which was back in November 2019. He's an inch taller than Durayev, two years younger, five times more active striker, but we're talking one fight for each guy. He's at plus 220. The machete, Dureyev, 14-3, th- and three, three knockouts, nine submissions. He's been knocked out himself three times. So all of his losses have come via knockout, which is something of note since Kapilov is a bit of a knockout guy. This is his UFC debut after the Contender Series where he won his fight, 1-0. He's won nine straight fights, striking and grappling stats in his favor, but we're talking one one fight sample size, minus 290. Are we getting getting off the dogs for this fight?
0: Yeah, we're getting off the dogs for this one. Yeah, uh, I, I and let too. it be known, I'm not sold on Duryev. I don't think Duryev is, like, no. the world beater that everybody else does. But Kabilov, I I mean, he fought one time. It was, like, two and a half years ago, and he got out-grappled by Carl Roberson, who – largely in his UFC stint, looked like he didn't know how to grapple. And he got rear naked choked by Carl Roberson. So, um, yeah, I'm all over Durayev here. I think he wrestles him and submits him as fast as he wants.
1: There you go. Oh, a submission also we're going for, are we? All right. We have, we have some props later on. All right, featherweights. Ricardo Hamos versus Zubaira Tugugov, That's his name. Right, Dan?
0: Yeah, you added Zubaira Tugugov. Mm-hmm.
1: There you go. He's a warrior. Hamos is – how do you say his nickname? Do you know how to say his nickname? Carcassina? Carcassina, I believe. Oh,
0: Caracina. Caracina, that's right. Which means, if I'm not mistaken, small cockroach.
1: <laughs> I thought – I'm glad you said the roach part, Dan. Okay. Right? Um,
0: it, isn't that – am I wrong? I wonder
1: where that was headed. You said small cock. Roach.
0: So, uh, <laughs> I think okay. you're adding well, an artificial pause, but <laughs> no, I'm not
1: sure. Um all right. Let's go with him first. Uh Hamos, 15-3, three, 3 knockouts, 7 submissions, 6 and 2 in the UFC, very very solid UFC record. Um he's won 3 of his last 4 including his last fight. He used to fight at featherweight. This no, weight, I'm sorry. Uh this one is at featherweight. Here we go again with the weights. Uh he was the EFC champion. You know, know what EFC is, Dan?
0: EFC, you said?
1: Yes. EFC. For, Zab-
0: for Zabira Tuhugoff?
1: No, for Hamos. Oh,
0: for Hamos. No, then I probably don't know what EFC is. The elite
1: the elite fighting championship, obviously.
0: I definitely don't know that one. Yeah. yeah
1: he was a champion there. Wow, I'm getting uh in Brazil. I'm I'm disappointed in you, Dan. Um <laughs> Dan's been a Dan's been the fraud all along. I, I, um, I did
0: know he beat Alan Nacimento. Did you know that?
1: Oh, no, I didn't know that. Very yeah, good. Who's,
0: who's fighting earlier on the garden. Yeah. <laughs> all
1: back. All right. He's an inch shot in uh, his opponent this week. Four inches of reach. Four years younger. More active striker. Grappling stats in his favor as well. Plus 140. The Warrior, Chukagov, nineteen five 5 Seven knockouts, one submission. Four, two, and one in the UFC. Over his last four, not so good, though. One, two, and one. Uh, he lost the last fight. That was back in September 2020. He's also missed weight in the past. He used to fight at lightweight, minus 175. Uh, this is one of the ones I got a question mark beside. So let's let's see what you got first.
0: This one's easy for me. I, I'm a guy oh, really? who fades Ricardo Hamos quite a bit. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't have hardly any faith in him. Um, yeah. and I know he's got some decent wins in there. Um uh, you know, he beat my guy, Bill Algio. I love Bill Algio. He mostly did it by out-wrestling Bill Algio. He's not going to out-wrestle Zabira Um, You know, he, he's got that win, if you go way back, over Ayman Zahabi, where Ayman Zahabi beat the living hell out of him for 13 or 14 minutes, only to eat his spinning back elbow in, like, the last couple minutes. Um, He won a decision he shouldn't have won over Kyungho Kang. Like, I, I just, I, I keep seeing him win, and I don't have a lot of faith in him. And I also think he's slow. Um, I think he's really slow. Uh, and I think Tuukka is the right type of opponent to like really exploit that. Um, I I, I think Two cruises pretty easily here.
1: Yeah, if in doubt, I'm going with the chalk. So um, we got lots of dogs ready. So, Warrior at minus 175 is the pick. All right, final fight. This is a dandy too. This one's. Uh, do you find this one hard to pick or not? The one coming.
0: Um, it, it's harder than it looks on paper. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Women Strawweight will be um, leading off the – or actually capping off the prelims on ESPN+. Amanda Hibos, the cutest little fighter in the UFC, versus Verna Jandiroba. Or I guess it's Jandiroba, right?
0: If you ask the UFC announcers, it's Doba <laughs> Oh, that's
1: right. <laughs> yes, they put the D in there, Doba. All right, well, maybe it is. Do you know that she's Karakara? How do you – I'm sure I'm saying it wrong. Her nickname Kar- is Face, right? Karakara. Is, yeah, I think you told me it was face
0: last time. Yes. So, I, You
1: remember. You pay attention to me. That's good to hear. I do. Um, I do. She, let's, let's go to J- Jandi Doba first. 17 and 17-2, one knockout, 13 submissions. Never been finishing a fight. She's won three of her five UFC fights, so it would make her 3-2. and two. She won by a TKO her last fight. She also was in Addicta, where she went 3-0 and, and was the champion. She also is, uh, was the circuito MNA de MMA champ. Have you ever watched that, Dan? I'm not. Not. not,
0: you're really stuffing <laughs> me with the bottom of your shirt There's a lot
1: mind. of, I, I'm going to make sure I keep Including these, these I, usually I just say our regional Champ, but I'm going to start saying the names now Especially Cirquito MNA The MMA Champ, uh, she's plus 128, uh, Hibos Hibas, 10 and 2 3 knockouts, 4 submissions, both of her Losses have come via be a knockout uh, 4 and one in the UFC, she got TK out Her last fight uh, she used to fight E weight class up at flyweight. She was the MF champion and the JF champion. We know JF is jungle fight. Um, yep. Do you know MF? Uh, don't say I the should. word, Dan. Don't. Ladies, I, don't I,
0: know, I don't think I know. I don't think I know what MF is. No. You don't?
1: You weren't? No, I, I'm pretty sure my uh, my youngest came home in kindergarten and told us <laughs> what MF stands for. That's why homeschooling That's why schooling's a good idea, Dan. Um, max fight. She was the Max fight strawweight champion. Oh, of course. Yeah, I think you have to watch more Brazilian and um, Eastern European regional. Uh, fight
0: Jungle fights got already enough shabby fights on that. Oh, yeah. I mean, more of it.
1: I, I I found a hole. Like we're finding holes in the fighters from the Chinese Performance Center, Dan. I found a hole in your knowledge. Um, what else can I tell you about boss Two inches of reach over D. Doba. Five years younger. Striking stats in a favor. Minus one sixty. I'm gonna go he boss on this one, I think her grappling is going is good enough to protect herself and she's better on the feet so let's I, take let's take the chalk here
0: you you nailed it i mean like you you can you can expose wow. my my job here that's right like he i think her judo background is enough to keep her on the feet. i think she's a better striker uh i think even when Janji doba has him, her down, i don't think um I, I don't think she can keep her there, and I don't think she can submit her. So she would just have to, like, grind out a couple of rounds. I don't like her chances of doing that. So, yeah, I'm on I'm on Heboss as well.
1: I, um, to be clear, I do like both fighters. Um, I, I think they're both... Uh,
0: yeah, the I'm I'm a big Jandaroba fan, and it, it's like a shame. Janji Doba. Janji Doba, yeah. I'm a big <laughs> Janji Doba
1: guy. But, but she's no Marina Rodriguez. Uh, that, that's who beat the crap out of he last right. fight. So um, right. she definitely does not have that ferocity uh, in striking So did we oh my god we didn't differ on any picks there i thought with some of my underdogs i was going to uh throw you off the trail but no you're going with the big dogs too so um well that's 10, 10 fight undercard and we got them all which means we were going to be correct we're all on the same page there okay what do we promise everyone every week we promise them a ad free main card so last two sponsors Last but not least, obviously, Prediction Strike. Do you wish you could have had stock in a guy like Patrick Mahomes or Christian McCaffrey? Well, now, Prediction Strike makes that a real possibility. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes as if they were stocks. It's like Robert Hood and DraftKings had a baby. Prediction Strike lets fans create portfolios of their favorite athletes so they can make money and get even closer to the game. Don't just bet on your favorite players. Start investing in them. Simply download Prediction Strike's new and easy-to-use app from the App Store or sign up to predictionstrike.com to create an account. Use the code SGPNMMA, your favorite show, right? Uh, Then deposit funds to buy, sell, and hold shares of your favorite players, just like you would real stocks. The value of players will change, Based upon game performance and supply and demand, and you can trade your shares with players at any time, as long as the player isn't currently in a game. So sign up with promo code SGPNMMA. Receive a free athlete share with your first deposit of $20 or more. And Dan, very shortly, is going to have an article ready to tell you how to make money in Prediction Strike. Right, Dan? That's my For way sure. of reminding you. That, that's
0: <laughs> that That's a good editor right there on the
1: fly. <laughs> you got four days, mister. All right. Also, I'm going to tell the rest of you, even though you don't work for me, I'm going to tell you to do one more thing, SGPN app. If you don't have it, get it. Get it on your phone or whatever, or I guess people use iPads. Get it on whatever you have. Download it. It's in the App Store, Google Play Store. We give easy access to all our picks and podcasts. And don't forget to pretty please toss us an app review when you download the app. And give our, like I said earlier, give our podcast a review, why don't you? We deserve five stars at the very least. All right. Main card. We got a stacked six-fight main card. The prelims, uh, pretty solid prelims uh, also. Actually, I forgot to mention the, I rank fight cards on my MMA-manifesto.com website. This one is, I think, the second best card I've ranked in the past three or four years. This is a stacked fight card. Next week's may actually end up even better though. So um, we are being spoiled. Light heavyweights, open things up. This is this uh this is a six fight uh, main card, which is um a change for a numbered UFC event. We got Megabed Anki Ankylov, Ankelov, Why can't I say his name again? An-
0: Ankalaev.
1: Ankilaev, I know. I know who he is. <laughs> I know what he looks like. I I've seen him fight a million times. Uh he's fighting Volkan Ozdemir. I know how to say that name. Um I've got no time for that guy though. No time Ozdemir. <laughs> is his nickname. Um, he's 17-5, 12 knockouts, one submission, 5-4 and four in the UFC. He did get a shot at the UFC title, which he did not did not win. Uh, what can I tell you? He's won two of his last three, but he did get KO'd in his last fight, which was back last summer, July of – two summers ago, I guess. So this, that would make it, July of 2020. He is only won two of his last four fights. He's another guy who kind of burst on the scene and then went 1-3 straight and then went kaput. He was 1-1 in Bellator. He's 5-0 as a pro kickboxer, plus 240. Hank Aliyev, 15-1, nine knockouts. 6-1 in the UFC. He's won six straight fights after losing his debut. Who did he lose his debut to? Do you remember?
0: Paul Craig.
1: There you go. He lost to the bear Jube, Paul Craig. He was the WFCA champ. Did I stump you again?
0: WFCA yeah, I've never heard of that promotion. You're like uh, digging um, to like their second fights or something. For these,
1: these <laughs> hey man, these I, I just I just go off the what I like got you're, here. You're,
0: you're making me like look, or you're, you're like pseudo trying to make me look bad by being like, yeah, he won an amateur title in the a bingo Honor. hall one time. Do you know about Bingo Hall FC? <laughs>
1: How dare you! You're disparaging World Fighting Championship, Achmat, Dan. Come on. one? Um, isn't that the, no, one, not,
0: isn't that the <laughs> one run by the dictator? Probably in the hate so. group?
1: Well, we probably should stop. The dictator who told...
0: Combs um, out that he's just
1: that he's not retiring and, and he will survive. He will not die from COVID. Uh, it very well could be. Um, it sounds like it is. But anyhow, he was a the champ there. We will not mention... We will not make fun of that <laughs> promotion. Right, Dan? <laughs> it's an awesome promotion. Very, very good promotion. Um, <laughs> I'm
0: just going to let you, you talk your way through this. Very, course. very good promotion. Blanket <laughs> statement.
1: Blanket statement. I think we've actually... Uh, i think we were getting some heat with that dictator before dan so uh, i think we should move right along um what can i tell you else else about him um one inch of height over ozdemir three years younger striking stats in his favor graphing stats in his favor minus 325 this is where i get really chalky the main card Ankalaev is the pick ozdemir i have no like i said no time for him uh, i don't have faith in him anymore
0: i think you're silly then because i'm gonna take. oh him. you're taking you're taking yeah. him Yep, this really? is a uh, Yeah, I'm going to take him here. He's got really good takedown defense. I think people forget how good his takedown defense is. Um because yeah, he he did get knocked out by Yuri Prohaska. Magomed Ankalaev is not going to outstrike Volkan dummy. Right? Like the the knockouts Magomed Ankalaev had are like uh, you know, like Ian Kudalaba, other guys who wrestle. He doesn't outstrike strikers, right? Like in in I mean like go back and look at Volkan Ozdemir versus Daniel Cormier right like which it it sucks he he lost that decision he did stuff a couple of Daniel Cormier's takedowns in that fight you know you go back and you watch what's him his again name?
1: what's the guy's name again
0: oh Daniel Cormier Sorry. Well,
1: Cormier, okay I, I uh, thought you were talking about Daniel Cormier but no you're no, talking Daniel about Cormier. Cormier okay
0: and like Ozdemir also stuffed a whole bunch of Ilario TV's takedowns and he he stuffed. He stuffed eight from Alexander Raichich in maybe what was one of the most boring fights I've ever seen in my whole life. But, like, he stuffs takedowns. So, like, are, are you're going to pick Magomed Ankalaev like, a negative 300 favorite to outstrike Volkan Ozdemir? Or do you just think he's yes. going to get enough groundwork done? I, I mean, like, I, he's not going to outstrike him. I, I'm pretty confident in that. He, he beat Ian Kudalaba by knockout. He, I mean, he kicked Dolce Lugion But, again, a dude who's down at middleweight now. And, like, he's had, like, he hasn't been a flawless takedown artist either. Like, if you look at him against, you know, like, Clinton Abreu or – or I mean, like, even, again, when he beat Nikita Krylov, he went 3-9. and nine. And, like, do you think a Nikita Krylov is this, like, you know, great takedown stuffer? No, I think he's going to have to slug it out with Vulcan Ostemir. I think it's going to go badly for him.
1: He's got better striking accuracy, better striking defense. He.
0: It's easy to have better striking accuracy <laughs> yeah. when you're fighting – Freaking Eon Kudalaba who will just brawl with you and eat all your punches.
1: Have you not learned anything, Dan, that I know what I'm talking about here? I may sound you like a, you know, I'm you just here for the jokes, but I'm wrong. This is what I, this is how I used to treat you in the old days, but I've gotten nicer. Now you've become a <laughs> bad one. I'm wrong, I'm Dan. Gonna be, I'm, I'm gonna refate
0: you on this one, mostly because I'm low on Magomed and Goliath. <laughs> all right.
1: Time to fade another Asian in the next fight, right? This is why <laughs> Zhang Lee, you damn you Zhang. um this is why he wants us to, to know what we think of his uh i think he did a let me find out what he did uh the next fight is the leech lee jing versus Kamzep Chimayev, the man who almost died from covid no joke he had covid very bad but then his bene, bene, benevolent that's the word i'm trying to spit out here benevolent dictator told him that he will not die and he will be back in the ufc um let me see what is Dan uh yeah Jong's going all crazy over uh Hamza but now I'm realizing wait a minute this is cuz he's fighting an Asian and you, you got burned by a couple of Asian fighters so now you're a blanket statement a blanket betting these people all right what's he asking me um 17, he's putting 17 units in Chamayev winning inside the distance that's his 17 unit prop bet he wants us to talk about that but um I don't Let's break down the fight first, and then, then we'll see what we think of Superfan Zhang's uh, pick here. All right, the Leech is Jing Liang's nickname, and Boars is Chimayav's nickname. Now, Boars in Hungarian is Badger. Is that what his nickname is? Is it Badger? I have no you idea. Know?
0: I have no idea if <laughs> he has a Hungarian nickname. <laughs> yeah,
1: because like, it's like close enough to... His area, right? It could be Hungarian nickname, but it's Boers, I don't BOR, it, Z. I don't
0: think it is close enough. <laughs> oh,
1: whatever. It's Europe. Closer than, closer than we are to it, right? I
0: guess that's true.
1: <laughs> All right. Blanket statement. Uh, Jing Liang, 18-6, nine knockouts, four submissions. He's 10-4 in the UFC. He's won four of his last five. He won the knockout his last fight. He's a legend FC champ. I think you know legend FC, right?
0: I do. Yeah, I do know. That's in better. Korea, right? Um, yes Isn't they fought, they fight mostly out of uh south oh. Korea yeah
1: okay he is a bjj champ he's at plus 380 i think he is also alpha male right so you won't be picking him
0: i correct? don't think he's out of alpha male anymore last night no, he, he was he there, had right? been he had been mostly training out of uh china top team
1: okay yeah the i'm sure the pandemic has changed a lot of people's camps um jim i have coming back off of a very bad case of covid um he has not fought since September 2020, which is you would think we would never say that because he, what, fought three times in like three months or something ridiculous like that?
0: So, two months. Two months.
1: Uh, two months. There you go. Yes. He won all three of his UFC, UFC fights. He's 9-0 and oh as a pro. Uh, six knockouts, three submissions. So everything's a finish. Like I said, all three in the UFC were wins and finishes. Uh, last fight was well over a year ago, September 2020, and he wasn't interested in the sidelines. He was uh, very, very ill with COVID. He used to. Uh, he's bounced between middleweight and welterweight, I I think he says he wants to concentrate on Welch right now. Is that what I saw? Do you, did you see that also?
0: That was last I heard, but who knows? Okay.
1: Um. What I can tell you. He is a wrestling champ. He is two inches of height over the leech, four inches of reach, six years younger, striking stats in his favor, plus he's twice more active striking grappling stats in his favor, minus 550. I'll take the chalk. I'm thinking Dan may be like, no, there's value in plus 380, so I'm going to take that.
0: There, there's not value in legion <laughs> okay uh you know like, I, I I like Lee Jing Liang. yeah he And it's a he's a good fighter his takedown defense is trash it's really bad um
1: almost like these it's almost like these fights are like hand-picked for <laughs> <Chimayev>.
0: yeah almost <laughs> uh weird like that um yeah no so I, th- I think he's just gonna roll really easy now we'll we'll talk about Jerome's bet for just a second here because ne- if you look at chemayaev inside the distance it looks like it's negative 170.
1: Yeah, I, that's what you I, I would
0: – yeah, so negative 170 if he claims 17 units, which I think – don't you usually go based on, like, a 10-unit bankroll? So, like, apparently yeah. he's got twice as much bankroll as everybody else. Oh, so, sure. um, well, it is strong. Yeah, so, uh, you know, like, I, I'm not breaking the bank on trying to find a way to bet on Kamzat Chemaev. Um, and the reason being is that, like, he is coming off of a big, long layoff. Uh, He is coming off of having some pretty serious health complications that affected his lungs in a pretty serious way. Um, I'm not sure I'm ready to take that guy to come out and storm out of the gates, Uh, especially not by finish. Uh, He is a finisher. He's finished all of his fights in either the first or the second round. So, you know, like gun to my head, you're asking me to pick one. Yeah, I'm taking that. But I I think I'm tempering my expectations a little bit with him because I I think – I, I do think he's good. I do think he'll get back to his ways. I do think there's a good chance he finishes him. I just think there are a lot of unknowns in a fight to be like, dump the mortgage on it. It seems just a little bit heavy-handed for a guy who we do have some questions about.
1: Yeah, the health is definitely the issue. Um,
0: and it's the best guy he's fought by far.
1: Yes, that, that as well. Yeah, he, he's not fighting. He may match up well with Xing with, uh, Liang, but uh, no walk in the park for sure. Um, but we're, despite that, we're both taking Shmaev, but probably isn't any real value in it unless you're a big roller like Jong and, and you want to blow all of your contender series earnings on on this one fight. Then go ahead. Um, a really good headline just came across my feed. Sean Strickland doubts UFC will release him despite opening up about homicidal thoughts. Comments, Dad?
0: Uh, official comment is oof. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh he would love to kill somebody in a fight he says and then, i wanted to my entire life that's the big reason why i didn't have a social life <laughs> like when I, I went out and got arrested i just wanted to there's just something in me that knew that if i could just kill a human being it would make me feel good for a short time oh boy can i get a oof ladies and gentlemen
0: i mean i'm not even sure i'm willing to dignify this with an oof <laughs> wow
1: I didn't know it was going to be that bad <laughs> after it's, I read it. it, it I thought,
0: it's, it's pretty bad, yeah. I thought it was just a funny
1: headline, and then I'm like, no, nah, that's,
0: that's about as bad as it gets. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, now we brought things down into the psycho realm. Let's move back up. We love you, Sean Strickland. Ha, <laughs> ha, just joking. Um, and we love all dictators as well. Moving on, heavyweights, big boy time. Kind of chunky. Marchin Tibera counts as one of our chunky guys he's, that we love, he's right?
0: Not, he's not kind of chunky. He's chunky.
1: <laughs> he's chunky. Alexander Volkov, not chunky. He's too tall. Um, That's that's my excuse. I'm pretending I'm not chunky because I'm tall, but really I could be chunky for all I know. All right, Tibera's got an amazing nickname. His name's Tiber. They just took the A off his last name. Isn't that cool?
0: It's a pretty cool nickname.
1: My nickname from now on is Fo. Hey, there's a new nickname for me Fo. My nickname's Fo.
0: Like the like the Asian soup.
1: Yes, that's P H O, but yes, it pronounced the same. Yes, and then Volkov is Drago, which you know it's fitting, but it's also like yeah, whatever. Every every big Russian fighter's nicknamed Drago ever since that movie came out. So, all right, let's break her down. Tybura, 22 and six, nine knockouts, six submissions. He's been knocked out himself four times. Four out of six losses are via knockout. Nine and five in the UFC, but he is on a massive run. Five and zero. Oh. This is the best stretch of his career, at least of his UFC career. And he's won his last two fights via TKO. He was the M1 champion in Russia previously. He's at plus 230 for this. Going up going up against another former M1 champion. They both had the M1 heavyweight championship at one point. Drago. Volkov. 33 submissions. 7-3 in the UFC. He's gone 2-2 two and two over his last four fights. He lost his last fight. Um, both of his wins kind of have come via TKO. Both of his, his last two wins out of his last four. Um, he was the M1 champ, like I said. He was also 63 in Bellator, where he was their heavyweight champion as well. Four inches of height. Based on their last um, weigh-ins, he, uh, he was around 14 pounds heavier. He was right at the 265 uh, limit, and Tibera was at 251. Um, he's got two inches of reach, three years younger, striking and active striking stats in his favor, minus 300. We'll let you pick first for a change. I got my pick ah. locked in, but you go ahead.
0: I'm riding with the truck again here. Um, I, I think I think Volkov is going to just destroy him on the feet. Um, I also think he can just stay safe enough in the grappling and up against the cage. That he, he's just going to pick apart Marcin Tibera. I, I don't think tibera has got much for him in the way of striking.
1: No, Tybera had a nice nice run, but this is like he, he's gotten to the probably the top level of the division that that he could get to at this point, and He's going to get picked apart. Like like Dan said, Volkov is the pick. Get your 100 when win your 33 bucks, be happy about it. Um, lightweights, Islam Makashev versus Dan Hooker. Hangman Hooker is back. Um, he is 21-10, 10 knockouts, 7 submissions, 11-6 and in the UFC. He's won one of his last three fights, but that was his last fight that he won. And it was a little over a month ago, September 25th. He's gone four and two over his last six, despite this little skid he's gone on. Um, He's taking this on short notice, obviously, because he just fought a month ago. Um, He was the AFC champion. Do you know AFC, Dan? Not football.
0: AFC, that's the one out of Australia, right?
1: Yes. And it's the Australian Fighting Championship, I believe, is what it's called. Yes. He also is the... SFC champ do you know that one dan oh, i got you this
0: is day. that one supremacy
1: oh you're looking this up on wikipedia now you cheater
0: no i'm really not no because <laughs> they have they have supremacy in eternal yes, and eternal yep. and uh australian and then i think they have one called xfc in in yeah they do yeah australia so. too yeah those are the big australian ones all right
1: so he was the australian champion the supremacy he was a new zealand lightweight champ so None of that really matters at this point. Um, he also was a kickboxing champion. He was 9-1-3 and three, or is 9-1-3 and three as a pro kickboxer. Two inches of height, five inches of reach on Makashev. Twice more active striker. Plus 460 is to come back on him. Makashev, 20-1. Three knockouts, nine submissions. 9-1 and one in the UFC. He's won eight straight fights. Do you remember who he lost to in the UFC, Dan?
0: He lost it. Was it... No, it wasn't Tiago... It was You're a Brazilian dude. It's a, it's a Brazilian dude, right? Adrian, Adriano, Adriano Martins is that a person? Adri, it Adriano. is. He,
1: yes, he got TKO by him in his second fight in the office. Okay,
0: good. I, I thought that that sounded like a real name, and then I just as yes. it came out he, my mouth. I was like, it might not be a real name.
1: <laughs> Leo uh, Leo Kuntz is that a real name, Dan?
0: Yes, it is. Yeah, he fought. Maybe, uh, yeah. He, no, it, it's cunts, and he fought. Really, um, he
1: doesn't make people say coons. Usually, no, people and, no, no, he's a
0: he's a man, he's a maniac. But he also fought Taehyung Bang. Um, and just go ahead and, and just enjoy. Bang and coons. <laughs> yes,
1: I said coons. I said coons. Yes. Everybody, coons. <laughs> yep. If my mom's right. listening, I say coons. All right. But, but yeah, that was yeah, the poster. So was, the
0: poster was great. <laughs>
1: I bet it was. Look that up. Google it. Throw it in the Google machine. All right. He's won eight straight fights. Two straight via submission. He is the sambo champion. Dan knows what sambo is. He's also a grappling champion. Champion. Dan knows what grappling is. Are you a grappling champion, Dan?
0: I am a grappling champion. Yeah, I've yeah, won a couple of expert divisions and whatnot. There
1: you go. Ooh, expert division. Very good. Um, could you submit Islam Makashev? Oh
0: no, way definitely. bigger than him. No, you're I'm, way
1: bigger than him. He's just. I'm a little probably.
0: Dude. I'm probably not way bigger than no, him when he comes <laughs> to I like walk around at 200 pounds. I bet he walks around at 185. Yeah, you know that's like. True. Yeah, he's probably the same size as me, roughly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he is a year younger than Hooker. Striking he's got striking stats in his favor too, which is surprising because he's he's um he's pretty uh good defensively, I believe. Because he takes people down immediately. Um grappling stats obviously in his favor, minus seven hundred. Makashev is the obvious pick due to the wrestling. Um Hooker's he looked better in his last fight. Uh much better actually in the wrestling aspect of things, but I don't think he's gonna be good enough against Makashev. Yeah, um, It
0: was it was mostly offensive wrestling too, which is yeah. worth noting because that is different. Like sometimes you can make yep. big gains in one end and, and not in the other. If he did make big good gains in the defensive one, he might be interesting here as kind of an underdog, but we won't know that. Um, and yeah, I'm just going to take market Jeff. I, I think it's the easy. Yeah.
1: Yep. Minus 700 though. Not so. Maybe we'll have some props for you when we get to that part. We're almost there. We're almost there. This is a long fight card. I can't, the one positive about when Container Years goes away, we can just do like half-assed podcasts that aren't an hour and a half anymore, right?
0: Yeah, we or we can break <laughs> cards into two different preview shows. <laughs> That's
1: true. That is true. But it seemed like the ones where we didn't really had a topic, I think we overcompensated and made those longer anyhow. So because we love you people. Um, all right, let's go to kind of a title fight, interim title fight, our favorite, Peter Yawn versus Corey Sanhagen for the interim. You'll see Bantamweight Championship. If Jan wasn't a dum-dum, it would be for the regular Bantamweight Championship, but he got himself disqualified. Uh, but for some, some reason, that's his opponent's fault um, is the way this has been played out. Uh, Jan is no mercy, which is a perfect nickname for him. Hagen's the Sandman. All right, Hagen, 14-3, six knockouts, three submissions, 7-2 in the UFC. He's gone 2-2 two two over his last four, including losing his last fight, but he's stepping in here on short notice. For this fight, he used to fight up a weight class at featherweight. He's four inches taller, three inches of reach over Jan. More active striker, plus 185. Jan, 15-2, and two, seven knockouts, one submission. Never been finished in a fight. 7-1 in the UFC. He did, the one L on his record was his disqualification last fight against Aljamain Sterling uh, with the illegal knee. Um, a fight he was pretty much, he was, he was dominating, but he also wasn't like totally, he, he, lost, he lost a round, so he wasn't totally dominating. Some, some actually, at believe. Some judges had him losing two rounds, so it wasn't like he was totally, totally dominating. Um, he was the ACB champion, Dan. ACB,
0: Absolute Combat Beirut.
1: Ber- Berkut, isn't it?
0: Yeah, may, maybe, Beirut. yeah. Maybe. Berkut, it's
1: is not Beirut. For crying out loud, he's not in Beirut, but yeah. No,
0: but but it's Dan got like that, that. One. I I know. I'm counting that one. It is. I do I do know they, that.
1: Yes, we will. Judges judges say yes. They're going to count that one for Dan. Um, striking stats in his favor. Grappling stats in his favor. Minus. 240. Um, I, I shouldn't always make my pick first and, and steal your thunder, Dan. Go ahead. Tell us why Yawn's going to win. You <laughs> should.
0: You shouldn't always go first. <laughs> you want me to go first? Yeah, go first on this one. I'd like to hear your Peter Yawn.
1: Obviously, Peter Yawn's a complete fighter, and he yeah, uh, um, just scary. He's have you seen pictures of his of his son? I saw pictures yeah, of his son recently. His son looks just is, like him. It's crazy. I'm scared <laughs> of his son. He's he's what like two years old maybe. He I'm looks like menacing. very scared of that.
0: Son. He looks menacing. Oh yeah.
1: He with um, me mugging the camera. Yeah, he looked rough.
0: But, anyway, but back ahead. back to the actual fight. Yeah, Piotr Pio Jan is, is uh, look, you said a complete fighter. He doesn't even need to be the complete fighter. The thing for me that sticks out in this fight is that uh, he's going to enter the clinch with Sanhagen. Sanhagen is going to want that because he likes to throw the knees. Yeah. He likes the clinch. And that is where Jan does his best grappling, the trips, the, the, you know, drop down to the leg, the catching your knee and, and, you know, running the pipe, all, all that kind of stuff works really well for Piotr Jan in like, it's just a nightmare matchup for Corey Sanhagen, who yep. has shown flaws in his grappling defense. Um, I mean, like Marlon Marais took him down pretty easily. Like, I really want to pick Corey Sandhagen because it's like a nice story, and I like enjoy Corey Sandhagen But like, right? I don't think he's gonna beat Piotr Piotrion for sure here is the pick.
1: And minus two forty is not really that bad.
0: Not awful. Awesome, considering no. how good he is. So yeah.
1: Um. All right, so we are on the same page once again. Um, except for the one fight you yelled at me. I think that's the only time we we differed, right?
0: Yeah, Vulcan Ozdemir is just gonna be my uh, pony for never. the week. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm scared I'm scared to different from you now. You actually got angry for crying out loud. Wait till the Braves lose and it's my fault, then we'll see anger. Um all right, now we got a we got a real tie to fight. Who would have thought that Glover Sh- Sh- Shiera would get another shot? Uh, Look at you, thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> we say he's an old man, but really Blockovitz is an old man also. He's only four years younger. So he's not like he's a spring chicken either. Um, the champ, Jan Blankowitz versus Glover. Schera. Uh Shara is what, forty-four? No, for, like forty-three maybe. Forty-one. I'm sorry. I made him. He's, he's going to be forty-two when fight time rolls around because tomorrow's his birthday. But yeah, like I said, the champ is thirty-eight, so it's not like he's a spring chicken either. So, all right, Tax. He does have a nickname. We're going to call him Tax. He's thirty-two and seven. 18 knockouts, 9 submissions. He's been knocked out himself three times. 15-5 in the UFC, including he scrapped with Jon Jones that he lost. He's won five straight fights, four of them via finish. He also was the Shudo champion, which I don't have to ask. You know about Shudo. He also was in WEC. WEC never die, right, Dan? That's right. So that's it. 3-1 WEC. Probably my favorite promotion of all time. He also is a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu champion. He's the more active striker of the two men, plus 220. All right, the champ, Blankovic. Um, who would have thought we'd say that? He's the champ, but yes, he is the champ here. 28-8, and eight. eight knockouts, nine submissions, 11-5 and five in the UFC. He's won five straight fights, nine of his last ten. He's already successfully defended his title against Israel Adesanya, which I think kind of made him legit in everybody's eyes because uh, he pretty much blew. Um, did he win five
0: rounds to none in that fight? Um, he might have, yeah, if I remember yeah, it
1: correctly. He, he dominated regardless. Um, three of his last five fights have he's has one be a a former knockout TKO or knockout. You might think he's a knockout guy, but he's really not. Only eight of his twenty eight wins are knockout. Um, very good striker, but not really a heavy handed guy. He was a KSW champ. Dan knows KSW. I don't have to ask that. Uh, he's also a Muay Thai champion and a BJJ champion. Two inches of reach over the old man Tashera. Uh, four years younger than him, minus 290. I'm going with the champ retaining. He's going to – share uh, gets hit too often. He, he may not get knocked out, but he's just going to get hit too often.
0: He's he's gonna get knocked out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I wouldn't. Yeah. Like, like I, I, I like you. Like being nice, but like Gustafson, <laughs> Gustafson, pieced him up and knocked him out in a bad way. Yeah, and, and Blankovic hits about like thirty times harder than that. So yeah, like he's gonna get knocked out. His only hope really is to make sure it is not in striking range very long. Um, and I think it's it's gonna be in striking range enough for him to get hit really badly once. So yeah, I, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with the champ as well, Jan Blankovic.
1: Really, not much, not much else to say there. Um, put it, it should be a fun fight though, because Deshara um, doesn't really. He always seems to push the action, so it, it may be, it probably will be to his detriment. But it, it'll be fun to watch, right? Even though we like the guy, um, you yep. got some props for us. You got some plus ten parlays for us, or times ten parlays for us.
0: Yeah, so so let's start with uh let's start with the props. I got two that I really like on this one. I like Zabir and Tukugov by TKO or KO um against Ricardo Hamosh. I think he's yeah. so much faster and he's so much stronger, and Hamosh just gets hit. Um, he's also got a lot of KOs on his record. If you go back, I, I think uh Tukugov plus four fifty uh for the for the TKO is a oh, really, really wow. good play. Um, nope. and then also I, I'm really like an Albert Duryev by submission against Roman Kapilov. Um, you're taking a guy who's an over 300 favorite uh, and turning him to plus 125. So I think, uh, you know, like that's that's worth playing around with um, as well. Obviously, it's not as big and as juicy of a number as the two who go off one. Um, but it is, I, I think, a really good number. Um, as far as parlays go, there's a couple I really like. Um, so I, I would start by saying just take the two champs. And, yes, I am still calling Piotr Jan a champ. But I'll just yeah. take Blankovic and Piotr Jan right off the back. Yeah, I, I – Jan's a champ, so let's just let's not talk it. Um, and, it's his and, fault know, that he it, like is his, it is his fault, but I'm saying he's he's the champ. Um, okay. and then I'm gonna take Tuhugov as well because I'm I'm pretty confident in him. Um, and I also like uh, where was uh, Michael Olashejuk? Yeah, let's throw him in there, and we'll round it all off with Demir Ismagulov. That's gonna give you that uh, that ten to one that you would love. Blanckovic, Jan, Tuhugov, Olashejuk, and Ismagulov. Uh, is your your ten to one parlay?
1: Is that what four fights or, do I, or that's five? five?
0: I gave you five. Jan Jan Tugov, yep. Um and right. in Ismagulov.
1: Okay, gotcha. Not you said Jan Blankovic, which is actually one person's name, but you meant Jan, comma Blakovic. Jan,
0: comma and <laughs> Blankovic, Yeah.
1: Funny. All right. Um, that's actually not that crazy uh, That's not like that crazy of parlay really. When it comes right down to it. Um, All right, you want to? I think it's your turn first for our locks. Which now you know? Okay, do you know what a lock is, right? Yeah, Yeah, I got to pick the guy who's
0: gonna. I'm gonna pick the guy who's gonna win.
1: Guy or gal who's gonna win for sure, Dan? What pick are you most? I'll take.
0: I'll take Zabir. I'll take to Kuhugov.
1: Okay. Very good. Lock him in. Minus one thirty-five. I'll take Piotr Jan. Plus 240, but I don't, I don't care. It's a little higher than I like for my loss. Minus,
0: minus 240, not plus
1: minus 240. Minus sure. oh, <laughs> oh, wouldn't it be lovely if he was plus 240? If you can get him at plus 240, you can do uh, Superfan Jong uh, 17 unit, a bet on that for sure. All right. Um, what's the best fight going to be?
0: Uh, the best fight? Ooh, that's a tough, tough one.
1: one. Um, the, the fight you're looking forward to the most, i
0: um, the fight I'm looking forward to the most, I kind of want to see Amanda Hibosh versus uh, Virna Janda I think that's going to yes. be a really fun and weird one. I also am really excited for the debut of Benoit Saint Denis. He's a guy I've been tracking for a little while. I think he'll be fun to watch.
1: All right, we're uh, we're banking on both those both those fighters to win Hibosh and Saint Denis. So, all right, um, you can read all my picks and breakdowns Thursday at some point. I will post it on SportsGamblingPodcast.com. And then Friday, I will post my DraftKings DFS picks. I did pick Grant Dawson last week, like Dan told me I had to, and then he didn't win. He drew in his fight, almost <laughs> lost. Thank you, Dan.
0: No problem, that. I got you.
1: <laughs> you can read all our stuff at M- also at MMA-manifesto.com. Um, scroll down the main page a bit, and you'll see we have a pick 'em contest that you can get in on, win some. Um, actually, it's the Engage is the sponsor for this contest, which is a – apparel mma apparel sponsor which uh, over in australia which basically sponsors all all the fighters including hangman hooker and izzy and all those guys so they're giving away 70 bucks worth of gear of your choice so get an honor free pick contest contest over at mma-manifesto.com um that's i i told you in the podcast i've given you guys enough homework at this point oh twitter you can follow us on twitter obviously jeff fox writer he's Gumby Vreeland and get it in on the Slack. We have lots of fun in the fight channel on Slack and then the food channel and NBA channel, NFL channel, all that stuff. So um, anything else you need to tell the people, Dan, before I take us home?
0: No, you just take us home.
1: All right. I'm going to take us home. I am Jeff Faux, Fox, and what nickname am going to go with? Um, he is Dan, formerly Mr. 80% Vreeland, and we will catch you on Sunday. Bye-bye.